Hello everyone, this is the editor and co-host of Archive Panic, Ben speaking. Before we get into it with today's episode on 2010's The Ward, I would just like to offer a quick disclaimer. The Ward, as its title may suggest, is indeed set in a mental health hospital in the 1960s. As such, some of the topics discussed in today's episode may be disturbing for some viewers. The topic, Some of the more extreme topics are as follows. Self-harm, suicide and depression, as well as uh, dissociative identity disorder. If you are personally affected by the discussion of any of these issues, please take the time to make yourself as safe as possible, whether that's surrounding yourself with comfy things or simply giving this week's episodes a miss and joining us again next week for a much more light-hearted uh, endeavour. Thank you very much for listening and please enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Archive Panic. I'm your host, Ben Niven. And I'm Jacob Russo. And today we are looking at the final film of our John Carpenter Marathon, 2010's The Ward. Fuck this movie. (laughs) I concur. But, uh, you know, before we get into that, uh, doing much this week? Not much, no. I've been streaming quite frequently. I've been playing quite a bit of Baldur's Gate 3. Very nice, very nice. Uh, Incredible game, unbelievably frustrating, and almost all of the characters are hot, so that's good. I've been ensnared by neo-Nazi black metal once again. Care to elaborate there, mate? So, (laughs) (laughs) so if you're listening... That's a, that's a fucking choice, how you wanted that, by the way. Uh, so, <laughs> the uh, so if you're listening to last week's episode, uh, or the week before, I can't remember um, if it was Vampires or Ghosts of Mars, but I was talking about how I've been uh, watching some uh, Bundesliga stuff on YouTube, German football on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And French football, um, European football just in general. And uh, I don't know if there's a correlation to it or if it's just because I like black metal, but um, ever since looking at the Bundesliga, I've been recommended a lot of neo-Nazi black metal bands. And usually I can tell if they're neo-Nazi black metal bands, right? Yeah, yeah, they're fairly easy to uh, spot. Once, once you like know the scene, uh, it's fairly easy to spot like the red flags uh, that will fucking but, literally but, in some cases. Quite literally. <laughs> But um, that'll be communist, communist black metal. That'll be red nah, and anarchist black. Nah, yeah, I know. Colours a fucking Nazi flag. Yeah, red, red. But yeah, yeah. get up, you then. But I was, uh, <laughs> but you know, I I saw this um, this black metal band being rec- recommended to me on YouTube. Um, okay. The the band's name was French, and the song title was in French, so French black metal band. I like French black metal, so I decided to put it on in the background while I was just doing stuff on my phone. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wasn't paying attention to the music video until I looked up and Confederate flags. Oh no. And SS t shirts. Oh fuck. <laughs> death's heads and all sorts of shit. So I was like, oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Which was a shame because um, the music was actually pretty good. <laughs> God <laughs> fucking damn it. It was though. <laughs> so I was like, oh shit. Well. I'll just listen to my morally... I'll just listen to my questionable black metal. Say what you will about neo-Nazis. They won't, sure can play the guitar. Like, what the fuck, man? I won't, I won't, I won't listen... I don't like listening to neo-Nazi black metal because I'm not a neo-Nazi, you know. Oh, no know. shit. 
I will listen to my questionable black girl bands though. Marduk are fucking great, but you know. <laughs> yeah, they but, are a bit iffy. <laughs> they are a bit iffy, but they're iffy in the sense that Slayer's iffy. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, whatever. But yeah, that's been my week. <laughs> and then watching this. So. So, all in all, pretty bad experience for you. Yeah. 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 Did have Haggis yesterday though, so that was nice. Fucking love haggis. <laughs> and then I had to watch this movie. One the Scotland. I had to watch this movie after forgetting about having to watch this movie. Oh uh, yeah, because you made your full ranking uh, of uh, of the. Because I got a text from you at like like eight o'clock last night, being like, "Ah fuck," being like, "Oh, I've just done my ranking. What? How about yourself?" Just mm. being like, "All right, just planting a wee bit of conversation." And I was like, oh yeah, I've done my ranking. I've still to write it down, but I know like what's going where, like roughly, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I yeah, just yeah. need to actually sit down and put it to paper. About a half hour or so passes by, <laughs> and I just get a text saying, "Fuck the word," <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, that that film's pretty shit, man." And he's like, "No, I haven't watched it yet, and I've still I've done my rankings." <laughs> <laughs> so I had to redo my so, rankings. Um, not much I imagine shift a couple of films about at the bottom maybe yeah, but, but that's it's just, like it's, it's just annoying you need to move everything you need to move the numbers and write everything down again and see that's why I don't write you fucking heathen you know but uh, sure fine whatever but I'm not a heathen because I don't write you fucking oh wait I'm the Luddite oh. yeah get up you <laughs> alright fair enough but you know but the ideas yeah. that we're just going to rank are we've both got our own lists of all 20 of the John Carpenter movies that we watched and we're ranking them in a, in a sort of uh, on how much we enjoyed them <laughs> so uh, yeah we're not we're not going to fuck about and kid on that this is like an objective like ranking because we are both a couple of idiots like out of the two of us you're much more educated than myself in terms of film you'd be very surprised <laughs> to hear that I suppose <laughs> No, you wouldn't be. You know uh, what you're talking about. No, I'm talking about them. No, they wouldn't them be. Them surprised. You know what you're talking about when it comes to movies. Like, you talk all about, the, like... All the degenerate he knows. You talk about, <laughs> you talk about like, different shot compositions and shit. Like, uh, you know what you're... Yeah. But, yeah, it was, so we ranked them. Well, that's so, it. You were always more of a, more into the writing side, weren't you? Yeah. But, no, we ranked them. So, uh, we're going to rustle some jimmies and... Uh, Fuck off, <laughs> fucking Reddit user. 4chan. Uh, what? That was 4chan. Fuck off! I don't care. <laughs> I don't care enough. Yeah, that was fortunate. To make the distinction with the little gorilla cereals and all that. I shit. fucked a lot of them. I'm not caring anymore. Fucking Pepe and all that shit. You know? Ah, fuck all that pish. Pepe was good until the until the right gum. <laughs> you could say that about anything. And I will. Everything was good until the right got it. Black metal was good until the right got it. To be fair, the right always had black metal. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they founded that shit. Oh, I don't know about that, but they, they. But they were there for the start, at least. Yeah, like they were. Yeah. They anyway, got in the ground floor. We're not, we're not doing a music podcast. Eventually, we might, and then we might do a whole episode on black metal. That'll be fun. But anyway, fuck uh, no, it won't. <laughs> I fucking love black metal. But anyway, uh, the uh. ward. Uh, yes. What were you, so, so, did you even know this movie existed? Fuck no! I had no idea. I didn't know this existed either. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I was doing in 2010 that I didn't hear that this was happening. You were in school. Yeah, but I would have been about uh, 15. So I probably would have known because I knew who John Carpenter was. Yeah, but like, were you following his new shit? Like, or did we just know like, 
oh shit, this guy's cool. He done Halloween and well, thing I, I, and that. I don't know like, how. You know I, what I mean, well, like, I don't know how you operated, but how I do th- how I used to do things, and I still do things. I'll find out about somebody, and then I'll kind of like Wikipedia them to see what they're doing, see what they've done, and if they're doing anything else. So I knew who John Carpenter was, and I knew so, and I knew what movies he'd done. So I should have known about this. Yeah, but think two thousand and ten. We'd have been in fourth year. Maybe, uh, yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah. yeah. So like third year or fourth year, yeah. Tail end of third year or beginning of fourth year, yeah. In secondary school, I couldn't give less of a fuck no, about no, 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 what directors I, were coming out at. No, I left school. Point. I left school in twenty twelve. So, so no, you didn't. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. No, you left in twenty eleven. I left in twenty twelve. No, I left in twenty twelve because I was. Uh, no, uh, fuck, no, you're right, sorry. So, yeah, we, you're right. so we would have been... So 2011 would have been... Th- 20, so 2010 would have been the end of second year, beginning of third year. My concept of time has just been absolutely shagged rotten. But anyway, <laughs> so I was like 15, I was like 14 or 15 when this came out, right? Yeah. And I had the internet. <laughs> and I was looking up all this shit, so I should have known that this existed, but for whatever reason, I did not. Did this even come out in cinemas over here? Probably, but I didn't see anybody talking about it. I have no idea, it. I don't think it would have. Uh, I think Just it looking did. at it, I think it did, but like you know, I never heard anything about this, and we were at that prime age when everybody was talking about like uh, you know, uh, your prom night remakes and uh, your fucking Saw movies and uh, yeah, your paranormal activity type movies. House maybe at, that's why it got buried though. House at the end of the street and all that shit. Yeah, maybe that's why this got buried though, because it was coming out at the height of like paranormal activity, insidious, all that kind of stuff was like coming mm. out, and it was like a big kind of. Yeah, like, you know, there was I, I, a lot of major releases coming out round about this time. But I didn't even know this existed until I, w- I wouldn't say it was until I was doing research for this whole project thing. But like, I would. I didn't know how the um, fuck this. Ca- I didn't know anything about this film until you told me I it was learned, one we had to watch. I did learn it existed like at some point before we started doing this, but I just hadn't seen it. And it was one of these movies where you never hear anybody talk about this unless they're specifically talking about John Carpenter. Yeah. Yeah. So you know. <laughs> And also, you know, you know you're probably in for either a really bad time or a pretty good time when you start the movie and you recognise none of the, the fucking production companies. Yeah, none of up. the five production companies. Saying that, I did recognise one of them. I recognised um, Accelerator because they did a, they released a movie called um, Banshee Chapter, which is pretty decent. It's kind of like a mix of like Hunter S. Thompson meets H.P. Lovecraft. Okay. <laughs> Starring Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs. What the fuck? As a Hunter S. Thompson S. character. That's kind of cool. Um, it's not bad. <laughs> not the greatest thing. But no, this... Bad. The start of this film, I don't know how many of yeah, they would watch Family Guy, right? But there's like this skit where they go into the pictures and like Peter's like, I can never tell when the movie starts or if it's just a production oh, yeah, logo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was watching this film, right? And instantly I was just like... Oh, fuck that joke just makes so much more sense now that I've watched this film specifically because mm. there's, there's at least one I think it's like Bigger Boat Productions or something like that yeah, taking the, yeah, the Jaws thing yeah. where it straight up looks like the film's about to start and yeah. then it just reveals the production company and you're just like motherfucker like, I never understand people that say that whenever they're watching a, a Blumhouse movie they think the thing's actually starting but like the Blumhouse production thing doesn't look like the start of a movie it really doesn't no. so I don't understand why people say that but uh, no. whatever but yeah, shall we? Yeah, this to me before we actually get on. This movie seems like a bunch of bros decided, you know, 
they watched Girl Interrupted and they watched Shutter Island <laughs> and decided it would be a great idea. When did Shutter Island come out? Like 2006, 7, Okay, yeah. Something like that. They watched those and decided this would be a great idea just to mash these together. Yeah. Ah. Uh, we should, we should make it clear, Carpenter did not write this. No, he did not, no. And he didn't do the score for it either. Yeah, because they never asked him to. So yeah, he just um, did. I did like the fact that they, they kept the, the John Carpenter font. They kind of updated it a little bit. See, this is the problem, though. When you update the John Carpenter font, it just looks like Ariel. And it's, yeah. <laughs> it kind of looked like... Uh, this is going to be a bit of a throwback, but it looked like five-second films. Like their title cards. That's what. It looked, yeah, yeah, I suppose. That's yeah. what it looked like to begin with. It looked like I was going to start, and I wish it was a five-second film. Would have enjoyed it a lot more. Those guys are fucking great. Well, this but, this film's biggest uh, sin against it is that it doesn't feel like a John Carpenter film at all. No, not in the slightest. This feels like a a horror version of a memoirs and Invisible Man type situation. <laughs> yeah, very much so. This is. <laughs> Uh, I was watching this movie while drinking and it didn't even help. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. I'm so happy we're at the end of John Carpenter because the way things were going, if there were more films of this calibre along this line, one of our episodes would have been a fucking intervention. (laughs) (laughs) I, I will mention before we get into the movie, right? this is one of the reasons why I wanted to do this show in this sort of uh, format going going chronologically. Because it is a, a thing, you know, you, directors for some reason... Just fall off. Uh-huh. And I, and I just think it's kind of interesting to see where they fell off and... How the mighty have fallen, uh-huh. so to speak. So, you know, uh, and we got that <laughs> with John Carpenter straight away. So, well, not straight away, but we got that, you know, we we see it. You know, he starts off making pretty decent movies. There is some, a decline, yeah. Makes some fucking amazing movies in the 80s. Uh Made his best, I, in my opinion, in the nineties, and then just kind of, you know, just overnight. Off. Overnight, it just seems that he uh, just started making shite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so much so that one movie just like ended. almost immediately after is uh, be- like what we would both consider to be one of his best movies. Uh-huh. Uh Immediately after that, he's just like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so much so that he takes a nine-year break between Ghosts of Mars and this. So, yeah, his previous film was two thousand and one. Yeah, so. I don't know. I guess he just really needed a paycheck for the, for the, <laughs> to do this movie. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Well, well. Get that bag. Yeah. Bro. No get... one was giving a shit about Halloween in two thousand ten, so they were like, "Yeah, let's let's get a paycheck before people start before people get nostalgic about this shit again." <laughs> get that bag, bro. Yeah. You know, get that bag until eventually someone comes along and just goes, "You know who was cool? Michael Myers," and then he gets another couple of quid. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, let's 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 get into this movie. Uh. So the film is set in North Bend Psychiatric Hospital and that's where we begin. A mysterious figure walks outside one of the patient's room. Mm -hmm. The patient in question is called Tammy. Tammy. Which is fucking weird. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's my sister's name. Yeah, this whole movie's weird. I don't for, like that. This whole movie's <laughs> weird for shit like that. You yeah, know, it's, it's weird for, for both of us, right? Because one of the main characters, because the first character... To die is named after my wee sister. I don't like that, right? I don't mm. like that one bit. That freaks me out. It makes me think about things I don't want to think about. Another one, our one of the main characters throughout the full like overarching script, is named after friend of the show and artist uh. of the thumbnails that you can see uh, <laughs> on Spotify and across every platform that we upload on. Yeah, yeah. Also has a fucking character. Yeah. Um, with her name. And there's another character that... <laughs> 
dresses the same way. But More or less, yeah. <laughs> but we won't get into Well, we might, but um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yes a mysterious figure walks outside one of the patient's room we can see the name written in chalk outside it Tammy it's just Melissa McCarthy just <laughs> sitting in the cell <laughs> <laughs> come get me ghost <laughs> I'll fuck you up <laughs> fucking hate Melissa McCarthy but yeah oh come yeah. on Spy's fucking brilliant yeah it's like that and Bridesmaids are like the only two movies I can kind of Heat the one she's in with Sandra Bullock I fucking hated that movie I, I really enjoyed it I hated that movie I thought it was fucking great she was you know what you know what I, I even, don't like I even the, hate I don't the like fucking the, I don't like the movie overall of the Happy Time Murders but I think she's funny in it something like that either. I even hate the adverts that she's in that you see on YouTube of uh, travel like, oh no know, fuck that shit what is that yeah. kayak or some shit <laughs> her and her husband so Tammy is then killed by a mystery creature as we pull back through the wall to a pretty decent looking title card I'll be honest this effect kind of you know I was okay with it the idea of like as the camera pulls back like we you know the title card is slowly revealed we get the John Carpenter font back in but in 3D with a slight update with a wee bit of 3D in there (laughs) then we get uh, them trying to do 7 with their uh... opening credits yeah it feels do you know what these these opening credits feel like they belong to like a TV show like uh, remember Lie to Me? And yeah. like the, that era and like was, Sherlock, actually, the BBC Sherlock series, like that era of like detective show. I was actually that's what it feels like these credits are taken from. I was actually going to bring this up. This whole movie feels like it could have been uh, if they had spaced things out a bit more, which, oh fuck. But it could have been like, you know, your sort of one season esque TV show. Yeah. That's you know what this reminded me of. Like, I mentioned most... this to you as well. The, the way that I would improve upon this movie, right? is to cut a solid, like, hour to maybe, like, 45 minutes out of this movie and turn it into, like, a Twilight Zone episode. Mm. Do you know what this reminds me of? Go and on. I'm pretty sure this came out before it. Go ahead. I could be wrong. Season 2 of um, American Horror Story. Because that's set in an asylum. I'm not an American Horror Story fan or aficionado, so I could not confirm right. or deny whether I'm just going to say this right now. The only seasons worth watching of that whole entire fucking show... Or seasons one and two, right? Everything else is a hot pile of trash. <laughs> and I don't fucking care who hears that shit. I don't you give a are, fuck about You are angering so many. I don't uh, give a fuck. What are they, they going to do to me? <laughs> you are angering so many people that work in Hot Topic. You have no idea. <laughs> don't give a fuck. Right? Every Ryan Murphy show bar the first two seasons of American Horror Story have been absolute hot trash, right? Fuck him. <laughs> He's a hack. Okay, He's a hack. <laughs> we then fast forward in time at the end of the credits and we are in North Bend, Oregon in 1966. Mm-hmm. We are then treated to Amber Heard running through the woods. Yeah, I'm going to be very honest here, right? I, this Fuck. Is, no, it's not, it's not bad. Okay. I have never actually seen an Amber Heard movie before. I have. I, I Technically, she, I saw Aquaman. All right, well, I know, she's, in it. I know she's in Aquaman, but I haven't seen Aquaman, right? Pretty decent. Amber Heard in this. Tamura Morrison's in it and he's class. Oh, right. Amber Heard, like, you know, all I really know about her is the whole Johnny Depp thing and I didn't really give a fuck about that. But, like. Yeah, neither of us did. (laughs) She does okay in this movie. She's alright. She does, she does alright. With what she's given. (laughs) You know what? Can I just talk about, like, the whole, like, Johnny Depp Amber Heard controversy, right? I don't know what the fuck was going on with, like, YouTube and TikTok during that full time, right? Mm hmm. But for some reason, 
the algorithms for both websites got so fucked where if you the less you wanted to know about that trial, mm-hmm. the more videos were recommended to you about that fucking trial. Yeah, it was a weird. It one. was it was so it was like I tried so hard to escape it. Mm-hmm. Like I just I, I didn't go on YouTube. I was just fucking I was on like any social media I logged onto for even a second. Instantly, I have some guy going like, "Hey guys, so here's the latest update on fucking blah blah blah." Like. Although when she was running around... This lawyer said... To which this lawyer said... Like, what the fuck? (laughs) Although when she was running around the woods here, I was just sitting there thinking in my mind, like, yeah, this is Amber Heard running from the media, but, you know. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, yes. Uh, But, you know, I don't... Amber, a wild wild herd searches for a new lawyer. Uh, (laughs) You know, I don't don't really... I don't don't care about Johnny Depp. I don't really like Johnny Depp very much. He seems like a right prick, doesn't he? I know know next to nothing about Amber Heard apart from sticking shit in his bed. I don't... Which I find quite funny, you know, but... It's uh, tragic as well, to be fair. It's kind of fucked up. It's a messed up thing to do. No, it depends. But, you know, um, I thought it was quite funny. Amber Heard in this movie, though... Uh, just taking just take into account what she does in this movie she's alright yeah she's a decent actress she's pretty decent yeah. from this movie yeah yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we see her running through the woods we see her lighting some curtains on fire for some fucking reason Which is what she would have done in real life as well but you know shut the fuck up <laughs> if given that the, this is the last we are mentioning that fucking trial for this fil- <laughs> for this fucking episode okay yeah, yeah. otherwise it's going to end up like one a completely different type of podcast and one that I will not be proud to make so let's move on yeah, okay. <laughs> Before we end up turning into something different. You feel me? Before we get arrested on like human trafficking charges and shit. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> that is such a specific reference as well, but every cunt knows who we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, as soon as as soon as we mention Amber Heard again, we suddenly lose all our hair, lose a chin, and then just kinda <laughs> A shipment of cigars shows up at my front door. I didn't just, fucking order these, but we just, we just become misogynists. <laughs> Aye. Out of nowhere, just all of a sudden, just like, oh fuck, women are shite. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, just happens. Anyway, on the upside, we get a Lamborghini. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Oh, they didn't even own them, did they? Nah, it was a fucking. It wasn't that though. It was a fucking Bugatti. They didn't even own them though, did they? Nah, they didn't. <laughs> fucking loser. He like rented them for photos and shit. Fucking loser. It's like yeah. those fucking like those Instagram influencers. You can like rent a private plane to take photos in. Then that guy, um, he was on all those adverts on YouTube. He's like, "This is my car." It was uh, it was him. Which, oh yeah, he was a piss take artist. Yeah, and, he, and then in the in the garage was just his uh, collection of books. He's like, I read a book a day. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah, he was a piss take artist. Yeah, fully. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, let's continue. Anyway, so next thing we know, the whole house is up in flames, and the police are taking her away. Mm-hmm. I will say in this we get some really fucking good physical acting from Amber Heard she's like kicking and screaming she like kicks the door shut to the car when they try and open and put her in the back like that's pretty fucking cool yeah yeah uh, then, Amber is then checked into Northbrook Psychiatric Ward where we learn her character's name Kristen Kristen yes we then are welcome to the flattest line read I have ever heard in my fucking life right I'm Roy Welcome to paradise. Oh, he's just fed up with his job. Yeah. He is. Like, this, yeah. is, this is a guy that is so very clearly fucking done. Like, <laughs> with his job, with life, just fucking done. He sounds like me in like the last uh, two to three weeks when I was doing that fucking call centre job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Moving on. 
The camera then zooms in on a series of names on chalkboard outside each room in the ward. Kristen is given Tammy's old room, and we see Tammy's name being scraped off I the board. I thought that was quite funny. She's just kind of, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> that did get a laugh out of me, where she was just like, for fuck's sake, I told one of you, pricks. <laughs> do I have to do everything? <laughs> you motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, God. We get another look at the fire while Kristen sleeps as she kind of, we do this weird dissolve where we see the fire for like, I don't know, like two seconds. Yeah. I must Her- have missed that because I think at that point I was like, this is going to be one of these movies and I was pouring myself a triple. So. <laughs> Her blanket is then taken from her and pulled under the bed by an unseen entity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I thought that was... Fucking... Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Kristen wakes up confused but finds a blanket under the bed however it now contains some old charms kind of like off of a bracelet yeah, yeah some of them have some of them are just like wee silver bars other of them have like wee letters on them we're then introduced to Dr. <laughs> Gerald Stringer oh sorry go on were, were we supposed to be sitting there going what the fuck is that spell because it clearly spells Alice yeah <laughs> Because <laughs> I was looking at it, and I was like, ah, yeah, well, yeah. That's that's the uh, some cunt called Alice was here. Like that's mm, yeah. Mm. But uh, there's only so much you can really do with like a uh, with five letters like that. Like, or could or they could have done something where it's like uh, she finds the letters spaced out over a period of days. So it's yeah, like... yeah, that would be a bit more fun. Yeah, but nah, fucked it. Uh, we're then introduced to jo- Doctor Gerald Stringer, mm. played by. <laughs> Jared Harris. A... Uh, if that sound, if that name sounds familiar to you, you will more likely be familiar with himself from his performance in either Sherlock Holmes, A Game of Shadows, in which he plays Moriarty. Uh, he was also in a bunch of TV shows. Like you, you know. Yeah, if... he's he's probably. <laughs> I mean, in recent years, he's probably most known for being in Chernobyl. Like, two of the best TV shows of the past in the same year. Two of the best TV shows of like the past. Five years, five Aye, years. Aye, so Chernobyl, Chernobyl and then what was on, one? Uh, the Terror. The Terror, yes. Yeah. Also, his father, Richard Harris. Dumbledore. Dumbledore <laughs> in the first two Harry Potter movies. Yeah. <laughs> he kind of looks like him a little bit. But he does, he has. He's, 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 he's similar to his father about the face, I can kind of think. He's also in um, Mad Men for a while. He was also in Mad Men for a while. See, I've not really seen a lot of Mad Men. Mad, not... Mad Men's pretty good. <laughs> it looks alright, but I, I don't know, man. I mean, I didn't, get into it. I didn't think I was going to be interested in it as well. I was like, oh, fucking advertising executives, but shit gets real on that show, and I fucking love it. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so, uh, Kristen then asks who came in her room last night. Only to great be informed. Great butthole suffers song. <laughs> what? That's a great butthole suffers song. Who came in my room? Who was in my room last night? All right, then. That's a fucking great song. Fair enough. Uh, only to be informed that the door was locked all night before being handed a cup of pills and being ordered to take them. Yeah. Kristen dumps the pills on the floor and stamps them, crushes them out. Well, yeah, I remember what they say before that. She's like, oh, these are these. Well, are what are these? And they're like, they're to make you feel better. She stamps them. I feel better, I feel better already. already. That's a good line. I like that. Uh, anger, anger therapy, anger management. Yeah. <laughs> anger therapy. <laughs> just walking into a room, just going, fuck. Okay, so see you next week. That was. Uh, <laughs> that was very. And that just a rage room. Anger therapy. Yeah, Can't yeah, think yeah. of it. Yeah, it's just a smaller rage room where she just gets to stamp on pills. Yeah. yeah. I really want to go to a rage room. I feel like it'd be so much fun. I really want some pills. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ladies and gentlemen, the duality of man. 
I want to go to our age room. I want to get fucking high. <laughs> Why was, not both? Let me tell you about that time I found a, a pack of... Um, before, uh, before you continue that sentence, are you going to incriminate yourself? I mean, they can't prove it either way. Moving on. <laughs> I just found a pack of like uh, unopened tramadol out in the middle of the street once, so I just took that. I just took those and tramadol's fucked, man. I got put in that after my my knee surgery. Fucking hell, man! That stuff is shite. I took four of them in one go, and then you, how are you alive? Because <laughs> uh, my my tolerance to things like that is fucking extreme. So like, I took like four of them, and I remember like uh, it must have been like twelve hours later. I just get a text message from uh, uh, somebody saying like, are you still alive? Because <laughs> I told them what I was going to do. And I was, I'm just like, yeah, I don't, I don't really remember much though, but you know. Right. To which he replies, that's the $64,000 question, isn't it? Now, I don't know about inflation. But I'm pretty sure that phrase hasn't really changed much over the years. That should still be, even in the 60s, that should still be that's the million dollar question. I want to say there was probably a quiz show in the 60s that was like the $64,000 thing. I don't fucking know about that one, man. But I I don't know. It's, It's such a weirdly specific, like... Yeah. Like, why would you change that? I don't know, but... Like, what the fuck? Anyway. Two patients then gossip about Kristen in the rec room and saying, oh, we'll see how long this one lasts. <laughs> uh, Emily then walks up to her and asks, are you going to save us? Emily played Emily by asks Kristen. Emily played by... Mamie Gummer, who is uh, yes. Meryl, Meryl Streep's daughter. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, uh, however... She then starts to Emily then starts to kind of take the piss out of Kristen a wee bit, going like "ooh" and all this pish. Uh, Iris steps in. I quite liked Emily. I like Emily in this. She's a fun character. Yeah. Uh, Iris then steps in to kind of break them up. We then get the standard mean girls set up. What appears to be two bully girls with two bully girls and Emily and someone who we would later find out to be known as Sarah. I believe is the name. Is it Sarah? I don't even fucking care. Uh, she played by that lassie for the Flash. Oh fuck! I forgot about her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh right, okay. She's in the Flash, and she's in the Friday the Thirteenth remake. Yeah. I forgot she existed in this movie. Okay, and she's no. she's in a few horror remakes actually. I'm pretty sure she was in Black Christmas as well. I don't know. I haven't seen any of those, but. Yeah, I I guess I completely forgot a whole entire character. Yeah. Mm. Because she barely does anything. Also, the um, Iris, right? See if this movie was made now. Mm-hmm. She would be played by Jenna Ortega. 100%. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, we learn that Kristen cannot remember anything before the fire. Uh, the address for the farmhouse that she set on fire was written on the back of her, on the palm of her hand. Uh, then she steals what looks like a letter opener from the doctor's office. I have to ask a as well. About that. Why the fuck was that just sitting out? Well, not even about, not even that. I mean, it was the sixties. Nobody gave a fuck. But um, he's recording that entire interview, right? Yeah, yeah, on like a camera. Yeah, yeah. And so probably he would have watched that back, to take notes. Right? Yeah, and seen that she took it. <laughs> but I mean, apparently he never did. So, yeah, you know. apparently he just doesn't give. Or he did, and he doesn't give a fuck. 
or he's somehow blind. He's like, oh, he's he's uh, too fuck knows, man. Because how did she distract him? Did she knock something over? I can't remember. I can't remember. I don't even think she distracts him. I think he's just taking notes, and she just goes slip <laughs> and just takes it. Mm. But then she takes a letter opener and somehow picks the lock to a door with it. That's not how lock picking works. There is some doors where you can Yeah, some. But she manages to get through multiple doors with different locks in them. I don't give a fuck. It's a, it's a, movie. It's a movie. I don't really need that much. I, when it comes to like small things like that, I don't really care much about that. See, when it comes to things like that, that fucking... See, it doesn't normally bother me if she was just mm. to randomly... If she was just to be able to pick the lock with like a hairpin or something, that's fine. But when it's a big fuck-off knife... That's when I'm like, okay, fuck off. Like, that's like, come on. You're not picking the door open with a knife. Yeah, well... Yeah. That's the kind of thing that annoys me. If she was just randomly able to pick the locker, like, okay, how the hell does she know how to do that? But also, fine, it's a movie, suspension disbelief, but a fucking knife. Another thing as well, they're in a psych ward and they're all able to have hairpins. And shoelaces. Mm, well, it was the 60s. So. Yeah, but... They probably didn't think about that. Yeah, they don't have... <laughs> Yeah, true. <laughs> well, you know, why didn't they just use the hairpins to lock pick? I don't fucking know. I need something to lock pick. What if, if only I had a hairpin? Yeah, I know. Well, yeah. Fuck the hairpins, I'm going to use a knife. It's better than money. Fuck's sake. Anyway, she walks through the corridor toward the door to make an escape while the music builds before we're treated to an attempted jump scare uh, as the orderly grabs her and forces her back into her room. Mm-hmm. Next, we hear of so- we can hear someone walking through the corridor in the dead of night. We even see like a shadow pass by uh, Kristen's room. The very next morning, the orderly brings some clothes out for Kristen. Now, would you like to describe how you uh, describe these clothes? Because it was fucking perfect. <laughs> so when she puts the clothes on, they're like uh, a pair of like skinny, not even skinny jeans, just tight jeans. And, it's like, just uh... it's just it's blue mum jeans and a brown shirt. Yeah, she just looks like every hipster lesbian that I've ever met in my life. Yeah, <laughs> she really does. So I'm like, oh, right, well, you could go down the city centre of Glasgow and see like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like ten of them in like one square or something. <laughs> ten of them. Right, so. Like they go, <laughs> it's like fucking. Well, it literally is bird watching, but it's fucking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking hell. Just go down by the Goma. They're all there. Yeah, true. <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> She then joins the others for breakfast and starts asking about and asks about one of the patients who is currently feeding breakfast to a stuffed rabbit. Right, can I just mention here, right? Go on. It's in this scene where it's where I first noticed that the editing of this movie is trash, right? It really is. And I'm I'm not one that usually notices bad editing, right? Like, it's just not something it's I It's not notice. something you really pay attention uh, to. But this movie was egregious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Cause like some the, of the some of the cuts that are made throughout this and like oh. it's so obvious and so bad. Yeah, because uh, one character goes to slap another in this part, right? Yes, and you 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 can tell just by context clues that somebody grabbed their arm. Yeah, but you don't really see it. You just kind of like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just everybody's facial reactions. And it's like what the fuck was going on here? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Who edited this shit? There was another point later on. I can't really remember at the moment, but I'll probably remember once it gets mentioned. But. Oh no, I I think I know the point you're on about. Where it is really fucking egregious. Oh. It's much later on, but we'll get to it. Trust me, I've. Got got it noted down Uh, to which Emily so after she asks about this the person that's feeding their stuffed rabbit 
She gets this line, oh, she's just crazy, like me and you and all of us. <laughs> a fight almost breaks out the table but is stopped by Iris. Uh, later we see Kristen walking along the fence in the garden. I initially thought she was like looking for like a weak spot or something. Nothing comes of this. So she was oh, yeah, just doing for a wee walk. That ending. It just does like a hard cut to the garden. Yeah, it just boom, done, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, this and this movie is written really weirdly. Like all of the characters are very one note. To like, be I fair under, though, no, I, as I say, I understand given the setting why that would be the case and given what happens later on in the movie I can kind of understand it, right? Mm. However, that doesn't really excuse how lazy the writing gets at points. Mm. And like, if you want to, like, you can achieve this same effect, and other films have achieved this same effect much better without having the characters be like just completely fucking bland. Yeah. And like, I don't mind characters being one note or having like one major personality trait. What I mind is when that's like it. You know what I mean? Like, there's nothing to make them entertaining. They're not fun to watch. They're not even, like, fu- they're not funny with it. They're not interesting. It's just literally, like, this person draws. Yeah, these characters are written... That's like, it. Yeah, these like, characters are these characters are written like they're uh, characters in a sitcom that's, like, uh, that's like ten seasons in. Yeah. Where they're just kind of... Oh, my God. Yeah, they're, like, guest characters on a ten-season run. Yeah. Well, they've just been uh, the term's flanderization. Where yes, that's it. Uh, that's they're, it. They're written like they've been in a show for like the last seven years, and that's kind of like. I mean, I never really watched The Big Bang Theory all that much, but but from what I understand, the first couple of seasons, the characters in that were fairly realistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're fairly decent. Although, and then by the end of it, by the end know, of it, they're just ridiculous. They're just catchphrase machines going. Bazing. Yeah. Uh, there's also there's a similar term in terms of uh, like. Or, or, a similar thing happens in action movies where it's called power creep. Yeah. Where, like, yeah. over time you need to, like, keep raising the stakes and raising the stakes until the point comes where essentially you get to the point where you're like, okay, we're literally, f- like, what the fuck are the stakes now? Like, because, like, like die hard. gods are fighting gods now. Like, die hard. Die hard, yes. One of the most egregious examples of it, I would say, is Dragon Ball Z. Where the series starts out fairly grounded. We're fighting, like, martial artists and stuff like that. And then... It kind of it goes up there. We're introduced to like the kind of more like mystical stuff. He fights the demon Piccolo. We're like, okay, cool. Dragon Ball Z happens. We introduce like the sci-fi elements. Okay, so we're fighting aliens now. This is fucking cool. Okay, the androids are back from Dragon Ball. That's pretty cool. What the fuck? That's the literal god of destruction. That <laughs> uh, that Goku is now fighting, and he's doing a decent job of it. Do you remember Yu Gi Oh? Uh, when it was just a card game. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well. <laughs> The term, like, the actual term power creep comes from, initially comes from, like, trading card games. Mm. That's what, that's where that phrase was first coined. Was I mean, because, like, the card, the card game starts out fairly simple, fairly normal, but they need to keep upping, like, the, they need to keep people buying expansion packs. So as time goes on, it goes from a fairly simple, like, interesting game, like Magic the Gathering, Yu-Gi-Oh, fucking, uh, not Valorant, what is it, Vanquish or something like that it's called, I can't remember. I don't play card games. But, like, yeah, all of these... Even mm. the Pokemon trading card game has this problem. Mm. But, uh, yeah, flanderization. These characters are written as... Yeah, they've been, been flanderized. These characters are written as if they've been in a show for, like, ten years, but, only, but we've only seen them for 15 minutes. So it's <laughs> fucking annoying. <laughs> uh, but, uh, anyway, we see an older couple looking down onto the garden from a window at, like, the, the sort of high floor in the, the hospital. Mm-hmm. We are told those are the sad people. 
<laughs> when, I, yeah, when I was watching this, I was like, ah, they're the depression patients. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I thought as well. I was just like, ah, yes, why are they so close to the window? Back the fuck up. Uh, this is... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> so. Do we trust them that's close to a window? The sad ones? <laughs> Fucking back up, lads. But we then find out that this is like experimental therapy. Mm-hmm. And that despite the earlier scene where we clearly see someone walking around outside at night... No one is given night privileges. Yeah. Emily then starts singing and fucks off. (laughs) (laughs) She just starts singing what was just said to her and then pisses off out of the scene. Mm -hmm. Which, I'll admit, got a bit of a laugh out of me. I quite like that. (laughs) I know people like that. It's it's a thing. (laughs) Yeah, true. Uh, We then hear this line, which is... I swear to fuck, every single movie that takes place in an asylum has this exact don't fucking line. Don't let this place line. get to you. Yes, don't <laughs> let this place get to you. You stay locked up long enough and you start to believe that you're nuts. Verbatim, I have heard that in fucking One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. I've heard it in this movie. I'm pretty sure I heard it in Shutter Island. It's fucking everything. Every single movie that spends like more than five minutes in a mental health facility has that fucking line in it. And mm. it does my tits in. <laughs> every time. Yeah. Fuck that line. But isn't like starting to believe that you're crazy when you're in a mental institution probably a good thing? Because it's then you're, you know, you kind of know that you're ill. Because a lot of people that go into these places don't know that they're ill because yeah, they're yeah, crazy. yeah, yeah. So like, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, like the idea is like, yeah, fucking yeah. good point. Yeah. yeah. So like, you know, uh, yeah, <laughs> shit, like enough. Anyway, cute. So this is the point where we get a random but dance again, party. But then again, oh, sorry, I suppose, but I suppose you know, all things considered, what happens in this movie, I suppose that her saying that kind of makes sense. Yeah, it's weird anyway. Maybe this movie is deeper than we thought it was. <laughs> or maybe we are just trying to save this conversation from us just going fuck this movie constantly. I don't know. And this... we're creating shit that just isn't there. Uh, maybe I don't know. So <laughs> we then get a random dance party. In the rec room, an unearned dance party. Yeah, an yeah, unearned yeah. dance party. What would you call? What would you consider to be an earned dance party? What fucking footless? No, <laughs> no. You would need to like have your characters bond a bit more. Maybe do something, achieve something. Then you do the dance party. Yeah. Okay. No, I feel that. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it was just the, the, it just happens out of nowhere. It's just the the bitch. Someone girl. puts the radio on. Yeah. Puts the radio on and then everybody dances. Then the lights go out. Yeah. A, the party is cut short by a power cut. I during thought this the storm. Cool. I thought this was pretty cool. Yeah, so when happened. the power goes out, uh, the character that has been nursing this small bit, her name is Zoe, by the way, the character that has been like, looking after the stuffed rabbit. Uh, I thought she lo- it's not her, but like, I thought she looked remarkably like... Uh, um, Please tell me you're thinking the same thing I'm thinking. Well, Go on. I, I don't know. The, I can't even remember her character's name in fucking Two and a Half Men. But, um, oh, never mind then. The woman that's obsessed with Charlie Sheen's character. Oh yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I thought that was her for a second when I was watching this. See, book. I thought it was one of those like, because I can't remember the specific name, but there was like a Venn diagram of there was like four actresses. Oh, Zoe Deschanel. That all looked like like there was Katy Perry, Zoe Deschanel, and two others who all looked like almost fucking identical. <laughs> and I was like, "Fuck me, it's one of them." Like. <laughs> But no, no, Zoe's actually somebody's, so, somebody's dad was getting about, by the way, because they, they are defos related, by the way. When yeah. you look at the four of them, what the fuck are you looking for? Your phone, it's right there. Oh. But no, her, she's actually in like reality TV shows. She's in the Vanderpump Rules. Though. What the fuck? Yeah. Mad. <laughs> she goes by the name... Uh... 
Hold on. Go she, on. she just goes by the name Laura Lee. Just like a fucking weird little hyphenated shit with no surname. Oh, mad. <laughs> anyway, uh, so we then so we cut to the next day, and Kristen is still trying to escape. Uh, she manages to sneak into like the main office to have a look through their files. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing ultimately comes of this besides a threat from the mean girl Sarah. Oh, nothing comes of it, but uh, and that's it. But Emily steals some fags. Oh yeah, Emily steals. Emily steals some cigarettes, and uh, <laughs> yeah. So I, again, I always feel the need to clarify. <laughs> anyway, no, she steals some fags, uh, cigarettes, yes. and uh, she was a pack I, of fags. I thought she was going to steal all the drugs as well, but I guess so. Did I? But she just left them. Yeah. She also points out a certain thing that backs it and just goes, "These are tasty," and I'm just like, "I'm pretty sure you're not meant to chew those fuckers." Like, just. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I don't think it makes a difference, does it? To, well, if you're just swallowing them, you're not really going to taste it. I know, but I don't so think like, it would make a difference if you eh. chewed them. I suppose if you chewed I them, would, because it then still, it spreads still, out in your tongue and all that, so you would actually taste it more. Yeah, but would it still work properly? Uh, right. Most likely not, because the increased surface area would mean that it releases a lot quicker in your system. So mm. it would work, but it would work for much less of a time span. So it would wear off quicker. Emily's the sort of girl that if... <laughs> I've met a few... Emily's people. the sort of girl that would sell Adderall outside of the co- outside of a college dorm room. Oh, yeah, yeah, but uh, Emily's also the sort of girl that would, like, take her Adderall and, you know, snort it just to fucking, like, fucking... What, fucking baby coke? <laughs> yeah, people do that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, you know... Anyway... Uh, so we then get a very uncomfortable shower scene, I'll be honest. This did not feel this felt weird. I mean if you and want to see unnecessary. Some, I don't know. If was, you want to see some side boob. If you want to see some hot backs, you know, you're in for a treat. Yeah. So. <laughs> I thought it was fine. Yeah. It just felt weirdly like I don't know, it felt weirdly unnecessary. But yeah. then although I understand the reason for it, because uh, Kristen is attacked in the shower by what appears to be some kind of zombie. Uh, the creature right. disappears as soon as the nurse shows up. The zombie now, looks cool. The zombie does look cool, the and for good and for is. good reason, as Greg ne- Greg Nicotero, I nearly oh. called him Greg ne- Nicotero, fucking Greg Greg Nicotero. <laughs> if he was a black metal musician, he'd be Greg Necrotero. Ah, oh. that also fits since he works on The Walking Dead. That would. But yeah. But uh, no. Um, no, the the ghost yeah, thing looks cool. It looks until, really fucking cool until they do the close ups and you see like the little. I don't fucking know. It just looks shit. <laughs> but there's something underneath the skin that's like you know moving around and it's kind of it, it looks, looks bad. Like, it looks like smaller versions of the scarabs from those mummy movies. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the creature disappears as soon as the nurse shows up. Kristen is then sedated by the nurse, and is taken to an operating theater. Oh, that Thorazine. She is then given electroconvulsive therapy. Woo! Ride the lightning. Now, electroconvulsive therapy is something that has been, like, severely stigmatised and, like, media is, like, this fucking horrible fucking thing to go through and, like, intensely painful. Mm. I can say it's not. They still do it. Yeah, yeah it's still... It's not still like used that. To, <laughs> but no, not like that. It. No, it's, it's used... Essentially, what it's used for is to relieve severe symptoms of some mental health problems. So, like, mm. so essentially what it does is it causes a slight seizure and the brain kind of resets as a result. <laughs> so, if you're, like, kind of, like, experiencing <laughs> a lot of, like, impulsive thoughts, uh-huh. then it can help combat that. It's like turning your PS5 off of the wall. 
<laughs> it's basically a hard reset, yeah. It's, ironically enough, that is a very apt description of what electroconvulsive you therapy lose, you does lose, to the brain. You may lose some files, but everything's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, this film, this scene specifically, uh, doesn't really do anything to help public perception. Uh, as one of the orderly says, I thought we stopped using electroshock, given it its incorrect name. I thought the other orderly Roy. To which the other replies, uh, he's he's comically evil. He's comically evil, yeah. <laughs> I wish we'd use it on all the patients here and just fry the crazy right out of them. Goddamn, Roy. <laughs> Roy, you're a fucking weapon, right? <laughs> I love Roy. <laughs> I love him at the end of the film. That's a nice reveal. Yeah, Roy's just. That's a, a nice guy. reveal. That he's, that he's just a dude, and like this, like this is all his, patient perception. Yeah, like. he's just doing his job, and he gets yeah. cracked in the face. So. Yeah, poor bastard. Yeah. Uh, Emily then wakes up Kristen, and takes her into the dining hall. We then dissolve into what appears to be a group therapy session. Now, this is where the editing really just kind of shits the bed. Because rather than just like doing like a cut or a dissolve of one person sitting down and then like we get like the therapy scene, mm-hmm. we see multiple different dissolves of each individual sitting down. Oh, yeah, yeah, Carpenter brought back the dissolves from Ghosts of yeah, Mars. <laughs> which like again, like film, like going into like whole film editing language, there dissolves are usually used to indicate like a passing of quite a considerable amount of time. But Carpenter just likes to use them for walking down hallways and Ghosts of the Mars case, or in this in, in this, this case, movie. people sitting down. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and later so on, it later makes on, it look like yeah, but later yeah, on there's on. a bit where she's getting up. And yeah, and it dissolves. Yeah, that I don't mind as much because it's like a whole disorientating thing. Mm. as she's getting up that's kind of cool but here it just makes it look like it takes like two years to get everyone to sit down to a therapy session <laughs> we then hear that something uh, what happened to Tammy is asked sometimes when you take people away they don't come back the doctor then warns them against speaking about Tammy stating we don't talk about people who aren't present now I'm not a mental health expert, but I've done a fuck a, t- a fucking decent whack of therapy in my time, right? Mm-hmm. How the fuck are you supposed to talk about any kind of trauma when you can't talk about the cunts that caused it that are <laughs> that only in the fucking room? Yeah, yeah. The food thing's fucked! So, we finally learn... This is the point where we finally learn the woman with the rabbit's name as the doctor asks Zoe what she thinks of the situation. Zoe 101, yeah. yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> she then sticks out her tongue to reveal a penny. Yeah, what the fuck's and that And it says fuck all. Yeah, what the fuck's that about? I don't know. And she gets the penny later. Yeah. Uh, but just as the scene gets interesting, we cut away to another one. Like I so said, just as the therapy start discussing like some interesting shit mm-hmm. that I would actually like to watch as a movie goer, mm-hmm. they're just like, yeah, fuck this scene. Uh, we're now going to listen to Emily talking to Kristen. And the movie does this quite a few times. Like, yeah. this is the first and most notable instance where it happens, but constantly they're like, just as shit's about to get interesting, they cut away to something else. So, Emily's talking with Kristen, and Iris walks in to say goodbye prior to her supposed release. Uh, she claims she's been released because the doctor told her she's been making great progress. Uh, Kristen takes this to heart and instantly is like, how did she manage to get released? What did you say? What did you do? How did you act? Mm-hmm. To which she quite 
quite smartly replies, I didn't act like, like I am being cured. I'm not acting sane. Yeah. yeah. You bastard. Like, the yeah, fuck? And the other girl. You call me a liar. The other girl, the. Sarah. Uh, the horny one. She, uh. She gets raging because she's been <laughs> here longer. Yeah, it's like, hi, but you're still propositioning every staff member. To yeah, like... you're still trying to pump everything that moves. <laughs> like, that's... So it's clear that uh, whoever's going on with you. Right. <laughs> isn't exactly right. So the doctor talks with Iris about her drawings, praising her abilities. Uh, mm-hmm. For each one, you know, you really captured her essence. That's such a fucking movie line about artists, man. I fucking hate Captain that shit. Her essence. Uh, until he gets to one drawing of an individual standing in a corridor with a blade. That's an old a, one, she says. Yeah, you never see the ghost carrying a knife. No, you don't, no. Yeah. You know how you do see carrying a knife. Yeah. So that's, yeah. I think that's what it's meant to kind of tie into. Oh, uh, yeah. You feel me? Yeah. So... The doctor then closes the blinds, starts up a metronome. He then begins to hypnotise Iris. Once again, just as the scene gets interesting, we cut away. You ever use the metronome? For practice, yes. Oh. I, I, I fucking play guitar. I use uh, metronomes all the time. Uh, we didn't use what, did you think I wanted? I tried to fucking hypnotise myself? What was... oh, maybe, I don't know. But we once used a metronome as a, a grounding technique for... For a trip, yeah, fair a, enough. A few of us were just fucking. That's a solid. That's a yeah. solid use. Yeah, <laughs> that would work. So yeah, that's yeah. really fucking smart. It wasn't me that came up with it. It was somebody else. Oh no, <laughs> fuck! But uh, yeah, it was. Um... That's really smart. Yeah. So an old orderly comes by to collect her, to which the doctor says she's asleep in my office. However, the office chair is empty. Where the fuck she get? Well, he doesn't say that. But the, the next time we see Iris. She's strapped to a chair, being wheeled down a corridor. Mm-hmm. She looks up at whoever is pushing her and screams like fuck. <coughs> this is a good scream. <coughs> like this, this is a damn good horror movie scream. <coughs> Are you gonna do that every time I say the word scream? No. Good. Uh, next, we see the operating room where Kristen got her electroconvulsive therapy. As a grey hand removes Zoe's glasses, and she keeps saying, "I'm so sorry." I'm so sorry. I didn't mean it. I'm so sorry. We then get a fucking gnarly kill as this entity jams like this mad surgical implement. It looks like a spike. No, I'll tell you exactly what it is. It's what a, is it? It's a lobotomy tool. Is it? They're just, they're, they're, She's straight up giving her a lobotomy. Uh, but, yeah. yeah. And goes in through like the eye socket. Yeah, that's how they did it. <laughs> yeah. And be stabs her in the brain. Yeah. Killing her instantly before dropping the lobotomy tool back onto the train. You see it being dropped and it's covered in blood. Mm-hmm. Kristen then confronts if Zoe. Get, if you want to get fully technical, it's a transorbital lobotomy. Transorbital lobotomy. Going through you only eye. know that because of Bioshock, motherfucker. I know it because of the last podcast on the left, but... God yeah. damn it. <laughs> but also, that scene in Bioshock is really fucking good. What scene in Bioshock? The infinite DLC when you're under the sea. Alright, I've, like, I've, yeah, I've only done that bit once, but okay, sure. You know the bit I'm talking yeah, about, though, where like, he gives you the fucking... And you, yeah. You see it and you can hear that. You can almost feel it when it's happening. Like, ugh. Yeah. Oh, no. I hate, like... I fucking hate when stuff gets done to eyes in, like, in horror movies or in games. Don't watch any Wuchu Fulci movies. It's fucking... Ugh. Like, see that? Like, Final Destination 5? Fucked me up. That scene in Bioshock? Fucked me up. Kill Bill? Fucked me up. Yeah, don't don't watch any Wuchu Fulci movies. You'll be fine. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Is that a director we're going to cover at some point? I don't know. It's, Fuck. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Anyway, so Kristen confronts Zoe and asks where Iris is. Kristen then asks the nurse, but is told to go to bed. 
It's like talking to a child. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> or me just trying to get my fucking dog to go to bed, you know? <laughs> oh, she just wants out. Go to bed. <laughs> yeah, go, go, go the fuck to sleep. It's two in the morning, Maisie. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true love right there. Just... <laughs> Oh my god, I still remember when uh, we used to hang out in the, your old house, your like, mm. childhood house. Mm. We always just have to shut the door because uh, the dog yeah, would just run in and then take a dive bomb into the fucking bin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is when, oh, now this is the second time in the, in the film we actually see this shot. Sorry, I forgot to note it down earlier. But earlier on when Kristen is in bed, we see this shot of a young girl chained. That young girl is actually a very famous actress now. Yes, yes. Uh, the yes. first time we see the shot, we get a close-up of chains, and then we see the girl that the girl is shackled, and that is it. It cuts away. Mm. She's a this, Sid- she's Sydney Sweeney. Sydney Sweeney, yes, who you may know from a uh, wide variety of things. Well, most notably, I say a wide variety. She's only been in like two massive things: Euphoria, yes, <laughs> with Zendaya and uh, the White Lotus. <laughs> Pardon me. The White Lotus, which every everybody's telling me I need to watch, but. I haven't done so yet. I do like Aubrey Plaza though, so I might. Yeah, yeah, probably watch it. Yeah. So we are once. This is once again we are shown a young woman shackled and tied to the ceiling, but this time the shot continues to show us a strange man standing in the doorway. <laughs> before cutting to the ward again. Yeah, this is very. Uh, this is going to be a very deep cut, right? Go on. This is extremely direct DVD movie Hellraiser Deader. Oh my god. <laughs> First off, fuck you for making me remember Deader. Mm-hmm. Second, you're damn right, that is spot on. <laughs> <laughs> that is fucking spot on. Yeah, my knowledge of straight-to-DVD movies comes in handy once or twice a decade. <laughs> so. I thought you were going to say a day. <laughs> just, like, no. just talking with your fucking dad, just being like, by the way. Here's one, who directed the most Hellraiser movies? Doug Bradley. No. Damn it. Rick Bota, because he did three of the directed DVD ones. Okay, sound. <laughs> I know Doug Bradley done the makeup in quite a few of them, and he gets a makeup credit because he just got so good at doing the pinhead makeup on himself mm. that they eventually were just like, yeah, we should just give this guy an extra credit because he's basically doing our jobs for us. Didn't direct any of them, though. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I just said a name that I knew was to do with Hellraiser. I don't actually know about those movies. Yeah. I love the first, uh, the first film, the second film, the third film's okay. Uh, the fourth film can fucking do one. Uh, five's good. Five can fuck off. Five I, is good. I hate the. That's the first of the detective ones, isn't it? Where it was it's like it was hell all along. It's the only so, detective one. Well, no, sorry, not. But that's the first of the. It was hell all along ones. I, I fucking hate them. Uh, they just they annoy me because they don't feel like Hellraiser at all. You know they like. You can take, you can replace Pinhead with any other like, with any other like I get why people don't like it. I just and like that one. I think fair enough. I think it's just some weird shit. I'm not saying you're wrong for liking it. I'm just trying just, to be like, I can't, I can't stand it, man. I just like those sort of weird post seven, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Type shit. So fair enough. So we then cut to the next day. Iris is still missing, missing even. So Kristen, Iris is missing, missing. Yeah, she just she just opens her legs. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, it's very moist in there. And fuck warm. off, <laughs> you fucking creep. She's going like. to pat tie. <laughs> <laughs> She's been doing hot yoga. 
<laughs> next, the next thing you know, she'll be doing ping pong shows. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> That's getting cut. Uh, They're real things. Yeah, I know, but they freak me out. I don't like thinking They're about them. They're real things, and they don't just happen in Thailand. I know, but I don't like them. They creep me out. <laughs> it just it looks like a yeast infection. Have you heard of Bradley... Uh, who's the guy from The Hangover? Bradley Cooper? Yeah. Have you heard him talk about those? Oh, fuck. Because he, he was... Uh, Didn't he go to one during Hangover Part 2? Yeah, when they were making it, so like yeah. the hangover, they were, and they were taking because they're in Bangkok. Oh, and he's, they're taking pictures, you know, just in this place yeah, yeah, during, yeah. A, during a ping pong show. And you know how the 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 sort of trend at the time was if you were doing a selfie, you had your mouth open. Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> apparently she just had really good aim, <laughs> and he was dry heaving the rest of the night. So <laughs> that's another guy I'm unsure of. Why? I don't know. I just get a weird vibe for the cunt. I think I feel like he's either gonna be like sound as fuck, or a horrible bastard. Like I can't see him I've being just like alright. I've never heard anything bad about him. See, me neither. But but like I don't know. He's he's like, he's got a weird vibe about him where I feel like he's either alright or insufferable. He's either like awesome or insufferable. I don't. I can't see him being anywhere in between. Be, he used to be insufferable because he was a fucking coke fiend. But like uh, apparently he's just really chill now. So. Oh, since I get clean. Aye. Fair enough. So. Yeah, he's a great actor. I, I really like Silver Linings Playbook. I think he's great in that. He's he's fucking good. In the, he's good in Limitless. He's good in the Midnight Meat Train. Oh, that's such a good film. <laughs> we need to watch. I need to watch that again at some point, man. Fucking him and fucking we'll, big uh, Vinny uh, Jones. We'll do a Clive Barker series at some point. He didn't direct that, but it's based on one of his. I don't give a fuck that he didn't direct it. We are doing... If we do a Clive Parker thing, then we should do, like, films based off of his books. Yeah, I was going to... Yeah, so... So, here's a question, though. In terms of... If we're doing Clive Barker adaptations, do we do Hellraiser Part 2? No, because... Because it's technically a... It's a continuation of... Yeah, but it's not based on... But it's not based on any book. But he also wrote it. So, like... But you, nah, I would only, it's I would a bit of a weird. I would you know, just stick with the first one. <laughs> just stick with ones that are based off his books. Yeah. So you're basically just doing that Candyman and Meat Train. No, yeah, Nightbreed. Um, oh yeah. Rawhead Rex. Oh no, there's um, a few. Fuck yeah, no, fair enough. Uh, he did one called Lord of Illusions. Uh, okay, no, that's a good shout then. Books of Blood. Oh yeah, Books of Blood. I've read that. It's great. <laughs> Film is shit. Oh well. <laughs> so. Uh, Kristen goes to check Iris's room. There's nothing in her room, and asking the nurses, Kristen gets nothing a, but a stern look. It does mean if we do a Clive Barker one, we're going to have to do a Stephen King one at some point. Bollocks. It's going to be quite long. <laughs> oh, yeah, true. <laughs> we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we We'll burn that bridge when we come to it. So, uh, <laughs> she takes, Stephen King. <laughs> she takes Iris. It seems like a right fucking. Anybody that, anybody that can happily write a child orgy seen as a fucking creep. Right. Fair, he was out of his mind. I don't give a fuck if he was out of his mind. That's I, fucking creepy. I'm fairly certain he's spoken about it since then. And he's kind of like, ah, well, man. I don't give a fuck, man. That is the weirdest shit. I don't give a. F- I don't fucking nah. Fuck that guy. I don't know. He's redeemed himself in the last few years. Fuck him. No, have you seen him like talking about uh, fucking uh, hard right conservatives on Twitter and that? Oh yeah, he's hilarious. Yeah, he hates them. <laughs> yeah. He despises them because one of them's actually called Stephen King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, he's just and he gets raging about it, and he hates Elon Musk as well. Like, yeah, he, he does. Yeah, he debates him. So I, you know, not not debates. He baits him. Yes, as in like he's like you um, know, as in like fishing bait. Uh so like you know, I, I quite like Stephen King. <laughs> he's fair. He's funny. <laughs> fair. So 
She takes Iris's sketchbook and flicks through, finding drawings of all the women who have been sectioned here. She then finds a drawing of the being that attacked her in the showers. The name Alice Hudson is inscribed above the drawing. Mm-hmm. Kristen then grabs the charms she found on her blanket and re- rearranges the letters to spell out Alice. As was fucking obvious when she first found them. <laughs> yeah. Like they were halfway there, man. Pretty sure she only has to move two of them. Like, Whoa, I can spell. <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> oh my god, I thought it was illiterate this whole time. Uh, lice? <laughs> Who the fuck's got head lice? <laughs> <laughs> Shave your head and paint it purple. Uh, and <laughs> oh, fuck. We then cut to the doctor's office. Chris. Kristen begins to basically interrogate the doctor, asking what happened to Alice, Iris, and Tammy, and then she just straight up says, there's a ghost in here. <laughs> if you're trying to make somebody not think you're insane, probably say there's a ghost in there. Isn't probably a bad shout, there. yeah. <laughs> there's a ghost in here. <sighs> the doctor is visibly rattled by Kristen's line of questioning as she is escorted from the office. Like, we see him being like, Kind of fucked up, being like, what the fuck was that? Like, Maybe he just really believes in ghosts. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> He's, oh no. Kristen then asks the other girls who Alice is. And she also slaps the shit out of Sarah. Don't you call me crazy. Because Sarah calls her a loony. And she, like, full-blown, like, slaps her to the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, Emily then warns Kristen not to ask about Alice. Uh, we then hear, I can't remember who said this, I've just wrote down the quote, I think it might be Zoe, says, Alice Hudson was here, she was one of us, but she's gone now. I don't know if that was Zoe or if that was someone else, it might have been Emily, I don't know, I didn't note down who said it. Zoe then says, she won't let us leave. leave. Mm. Thus begins an escape attempt. Kristen uses Zoe's penny to open up an air duct. She then crawls through, followed by Emily. The plan is to find Iris and then escape with her. Yeah. Right, I've got a question. Did you ever play the DLC for Portal 2? Uh, no. The one where you're, like, supposedly going through, like, alternate realities and shit like that, or, like, alternate versions of Earth. What game? Portal 2. No. There's a DLC for that, yeah. And there's a great line where an alternate Cave Johnson... Just being like, to all escapees trying to, to all test subjects who are trying to escape through the air ducts. Did you do this with DLC and not a mod? It was DLC. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, air ducts are not some kind of secret escape unit. They just lead to the air conditioning unit. Also, they're dusty as hell, so you've got asthma. I'm pretty sure you're going to die up there. <laughs> and we'll all be smelling it for like two weeks because again, they are not, they do not lead outside. They are just how we ventilate the facility. <laughs> Yeah, it's like there's a bit and of... It's just that line that was just like, oh, fucking hell. And they're there's... crawling through the air ducts and I'm just like, yeah, they're just going to find the... All they're going to do is find an air conditioning unit. Yeah, there's a bit like that in... Um... No, it's... it kind of reminds me of... There's a bit in Arkham Asylum. Yeah. Where you're having to break into uh, Dr. Young's office. <laughs> and, like, and like when you when you find the event to get into there, there's just like a half-eaten rat just sitting there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Her office must have stank. Aye. Also, I always thought, thought, see when there was a half-eaten rat in there, I thought that was like a killer croc thing. It's too big to fit in there. Yeah, I know, but I thought it was like, it was something else. Like, you know what I mean? Also, how the fuck, right, this is, this is, I've been thinking about this for the past couple of days, right? Go on. (laughs) 
completely off topic. But how the fuck, right? Mm-hmm. So you beat Bane. Bane yeah. comes out the wall when he's coming to fucking kill you. Batman sends the, the Batmobile, right? The Batmobile yeah. is in like Arkham West or something, right? And the main door to get to Arkham North where he is is uh, is locked and it's been locked the entire time and the only way to get through there is like a little passageway that the car will not fit down, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How the fuck does the car, does the car get there? I don't know, but that's just that's just the Arkham. It, like to be fair though, the Arkham Asylum version of the Batmobile is very heavily based off of the the animated series, mm. and in that show, that car could do all sorts of mad shit. So I'm assuming it just like blew a hole through a wall or something. But you never see any holes in walls. I don't fucking know. It's a video game, man. Yeah, but that's that's just where my head's been the past few days. I'm like, where the fuck did that car come? Have from? you been playing Arkham recently? No. So why the <laughs> fuck is this in your head? I have no idea. <laughs> I was just lying there one night and I was like, how the fuck did he manage to... <laughs> Awake, staring at the ceiling at five in the morning, being like, how the fuck did the Batmobile make it across the island to hit Bane in the chode? Like, <laughs> so we're crawling through the air ducts. Uh, meanwhile, one of the NOS discovers Kristen's room door is lying say, wide open. You guys say that you very rarely see a movie where somebody's crawling through the air ducts, right? And like, it's a tiny window on the bottom. Yeah, someone actually looks up through uh, the window. That was kind of cool. Yeah. You know, I like that. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, and so the search begins for the two escapees. I did think it was kind of funny though, like the little, uh, they're not even called windows on the vents, I don't know what they're called, but I did think it was kind of funny. Grates? Yeah, whatever. I did think it was kind of funny though, how they were purposely trying to avoid, you know, putting their knees on it, because, you know, as if, you know, like, as if they couldn't see the rest of the fucking yeah. body. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that was less that and more just like, they would go straight through if they were to put weight on it. Yeah, Maybe. But, so they slowly make their way downstairs, but find themselves in the basement of the facility in the morgue. Ooh. Emily then grabs a couple of curved scalpels. Ooh, yeah, yeah. What the fuck are those things? Like, I'm pretty sure those don't exist. Uh, some scalpels are like that in case you really? get into the chest cavity. Ah, oh, right, okay, I didn't know that. Well, fuck me, I guess. Really? You get like curved scalpels like that? Yeah, yeah. That's fucking cool. Sometimes you need a thick thing, you know? <laughs> That's mad. Oh well. Uh, but the two hear someone coming and hide. And this is where we get, Empathy in my opinion, the most egregious, like, bad editing moment in the film. A hand appears, the grey oh, hand yeah. appears behind Kristen and reaches for her. She's hiding her. There's then a very obvious cut. The hand is gone and Kristen has moved like a step forward. Yeah, she's hiding her cupboard or something. Yeah. Like and the hand, like, yeah, that's it. You could have done the exact same effect by just have her walk forward and have whoever the hand is just go out of shot. <laughs> but instead they had to, like, cut. Mm. For no fucking reason. Again, yeah. fuck this movie's editing. <laughs> uh, Kristen emerges from her hiding place to look for Emily, who is now gone. And one of the drawers in the morgue begins to shake. <laughs> I thought they were going to go down the route of... Uh... Of this being like a sort of comedy jump scare where Emily's just hiding in a fucking... So did I, yeah. Thing. But no, uh, they, they oh. went down the actual yeah. Arkham Asylum route. Yeah, where well, she opens <laughs> it, the she opens the the drawer. Mm-hmm. Nothing's in there, except for my jump scare. Uh, that did, and I'll honest, I did get a genuine fright at this point because there's a big fucking musical sting at this bit as well that fucking sent me. And uh, a grey hand appears again. Kristen fucking bolts out of the morgue. Uh, seemingly abandoning her pal like she sees that and she's just like hey, fuck you Emily I'm out and 
Well, uh, yeah. Well, she doesn't appear when she's like, "Hey, movie." Yeah. So it's on her. Right. So she then hears a voice calling out for Alice before coming face to face with the ghost, which knocks her off her feet and onto her back. Mm-hmm. We then see the orderly standing over her, and he says, "Nice try." <laughs> Cut to the young girl trapped again. This time, the man that was standing in the doorway before enters the room and undoes his belt buckle before the scene ends. Yeah. We are then to um, we are then to assume that she was assaulted. Well, yeah, she was we in assume there. that. Yeah. Uh, Kristen wakes or his up belt on the. Was just tight. You know. <laughs> or he was just gonna fucking smack her with it or something. I don't know. His trousers were just a bit tight. He needed to loosen. He up just needed to loosen up. Yeah. He just he just had a Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. And he yeah. was just like, oh fucking hell, man. <laughs> Weird, yeah. <laughs> <Aye>. <laughs> he had a fat trap in his bed. He's like, fucking, no, I don't. There yeah, we that's go. the actual torture. There wasn't any sort of assault. It was just him. It was just him farting it in, not even in her face, just in her vicinity, <laughs> and then just leaving. He's crop dusting her. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> the ward. <laughs> the crop dust killer. <laughs> Uh, Kristen wakes up on the floor in her room in the ward nursing a headache Emily walks into the room to tell her the orderlies caught me and they hurt my arms yeah (laughs) still look like fucking yeah anyway uh, Kristen comes to the conclusion that Iris is never coming back and if they don't escape then they will be the next ones to disappear the next scene we see Kristen sitting by the window staring into nothing while Sarah acts like a horrible bastard yeah, sitting in the window staring to nothing. She's been watching Twilight. She's Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sarah <laughs> sees Alice in the reflection of her mirror and runs into a nearby room. She's then attacked by Alice and brought to the surgery room just like Alice was. Sorry, Iris was even. Mm-hmm. She then says, Alice, it wasn't my idea. I swear, they made me do it. It was the other girls. Alice then elect- electrocutes her to death, effectively cooking her from the inside out. That was pretty cool. It's a pretty damn good effect. It's not the best sort of head cooking I've ever seen, though. Uh, the be- the what best, the fuck? The best head cooking in a movie I've ever seen. Ice is, Cream Man. No. Damn it. at the end of uh, the remake of The Last House on the Left. Oh, right, okay. Where a guy gets put... I've head- not seen that film, so I don't know what you're talking oh, about. Well, a guy gets his head put... It, it wouldn't work in any shape or form, right? Does but, he get his head put in a microwave or something? Yes, so the microwave wouldn't work because the door's open. But what gets, the fuck? But he gets his head put in the microwave and his head has been microwaved and he's alive and then his head just explodes. And it's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And you may be wondering, why does he just move? My favourite one is when uh, an ice cream man where he gets the, the waffle grill <laughs> and just fucking slams a guy's face in it. Mm. And then the next shot, he's like standing at this lassie's door with his decapitated head on a cone. Being like, hey, <laughs> mm. I got you this. <laughs> mm. Ice Cream Man. What a movie. What a fucking movie. I'm sorry. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's alright, but I love it. <laughs> sorry. I love it, man. It's great. It's it's good, cheesy horror, man. You know what I mean? It's, it's perfect B-movie material. Sorry. <laughs> anyway. I'm pretty sure this is the first time where they say Sarah's name. Is when she's dead, and they go, "Where's Sarah?" Sarah. Yeah. Uh, upon realizing that Sarah's likely gone, oh, yeah, we should also mention that uh, we see on. Sarah trying to proposition. A... Oh, try to proposition the orderly. Yeah, Roy. <laughs> yeah, 
Fuck Roy. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. that's what she tries to do. Uh, so yeah, he turns her down, you know. He yeah, can't. no, good guy, good guy, Roy turns her down. Yeah, he's 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 not. He, he could be a wee bit more gentle about it, but uh, he's still quite. He's not gonna fuck people under his care. <laughs> yeah, no, that would be horrific. <laughs> the order so, release from Terminator Two could have learned from him. <laughs> oh fuck that scene, man! Or that's the, fucking or, rank. Or the Halloween remake could have learned from Roy. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> or fucking Kill Bill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Doom in the head yeah. with, with his head in the door jam. Yeah. Is that Buck and he likes to fuck? Is that yeah, 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 yeah. It's his, his, his car's the pussy wagon. There's a guy in Far Cry 3 called Buck and he does all that too. Yeah, prick. <laughs> anyway, the only good Buck is Uncle Buck. Oh. John Candy. <laughs> Legend. Yeah, sure, yeah. Fuck you. What, did you! what have you got against that movie? <laughs> I just didn't like Uncle Buck very much. Anymore. Oh, fair enough. I watched it when I was quite young, so I was like, oh, this is comedy. You know? Yeah, yeah. I still love it. Uh, upon realising that Sarah is likely gone, Zoe goes into a panic and drops her stuffed animal. Kristen picks up and finds the initials A-H written on its foot for Alice Hudson. This is where Zoe now says, I didn't touch her, it was Sarah and the other girls. Kristen confronts Emily about what happened to Alice, and Zoe reveals to her, and of course the audience, what happened. (laughs) Alice was bad. She hurt us all the time. Tammy told us what to do. And the girls got rid of Alice by luring her into Tammy's room, and suffocating her with a pillowcase. And so we have our classic vengeful ghost mm-hmm. story. Mm-hmm. But the Kristen kind of points out a slight plot hole in that story, and that then why the fuck is the ghost after her as well? Because she done fuck all. Yeah, yeah, well, you know. So, you know, the story is somewhat uh, unplausible, shall we say. Yeah, that happens a lot in ghost stories anyway. Yeah, where it just randomly is just like, ah, fuck you too. Mm. <laughs> Like the grudge, I didn't kill her. Why? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the why grudge. Is, why is it after me now? Because you're in the house. Ah, yeah, that shit. Yeah. But uh, Zoe and Kristen find Emily as she's getting ready to take her own life. Alice appears behind her, grabs Emily's hand, and forces her to slit her own throat, and the ghost smiles at them while this happens. It's pretty gnarly looking. <laughs> it's pretty gnarly. However, here's a point, I think, where they kind of missed a trick. Mm. I don't think that should have been a throat slit. Oh, you want to like, she could have yeah. just went like up yeah, the wrist yeah. but yeah I feel it would have felt like I don't know somehow more like creepy <clears throat> yeah, if she'd I mean, done it that way you know what I mean it would have felt a bit more visceral a bit more like yeah, they fucked it. up they do it's a good effect in um, Drive when they fucking kill Brian Cranston yeah, yeah yeah they do it well in uh, fucking John Wick 2 I was just about to mention that yeah what's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. <laughs> different circumstances. Different circumstances, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, we then cut to Kristen asking Zoe, do you trust me? Thus begins escape attempt number, I don't give a fuck anymore, I just want the movie to end. Hold on. Two? Three. Three? Mm-hmm. Remember the first one where she picks the lock? What was the second? The events. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Holding Zoe hostage with the knife Emily found. Oh yeah, she's, she's and walking she out. Do that first. So. 
She asked them. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, that's like They're that's what the plan is—is is to yeah. hold her hostage. Right yeah. on it. Yeah, <laughs> the orderly jumps out. She then kind of guides them through and backs up to the elevator. Mm-hmm. Hits the button. Is like she's cornered by two of the it's a by le- the nurse it's, and the orderly, and she's got her back to the elevator, and she's like, "Right, get me the let's get the fuck out of it's here." It's a worse version of the, the hostage situation from Terminator Two. Basically, yeah. <laughs> Just replace a needle for the fucking scalpel. knife <laughs> scalpel. Uh, the orderly then jumps out from the Undertaker and the Undertaker, the elevator. I say that because it feels like a wrestling moment. Mm. It feels like, like you know, I'm almost expecting somebody's theme music as he jumps out the elevator and then like fucking grabs her and like puts her to the wall. I, I know. I, I think I know what you're thinking of. Hang on. <laughs> I'm expecting. Like I was expecting like a like RKO. Like watch out! Watch out! Watch out! Boom. <laughs> Or even like just the Undertaker, just a boom. And then no, there is an actual meme. He's there. Like this. Yeah, you know, I know exactly the meme you're talking about. Where Undertaker just appears behind some cunt. Who is it that appears behind the meme anyway? Uh, AJ Styles. AJ Styles. Yeah, I know the meme you're talking about. You don't need to look it up. It's it's all sound. In fact, no, you do need to look it up. If you found it, show me because I fucking love that shit. Yeah, that one. <laughs> that's the one. Yeah. <laughs> Where he's just standing behind. Yeah, that's what it reminded me of when the Undertaker just appears behind AJ Styles. Mm. <laughs> it's fucking great. That was a great moment. <laughs> anyway, uh, the orderly jumps out from the elevator, takes out Kristen, restrains her so that she can be sedated. Kristen then gets put in a straight jacket and is forced to take meds. She frees herself from the esta- escape jack from the straight jacket, even in a pretty cool way. She uses like the springs from the bed to like cut. Uh. Yeah. The restraints. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, it worked. It yeah. And then forces herself to vomit to get rid of the meds. She then hides, not behind the door, on the other side of the door. So when the nurse opens, it looks like she should see her, like at the corner of her eye. But again, we're talking film language here. The room, to us, the room is well lit. To the characters, it's probably like damn near pitch black. Yeah. So I can kind of excuse it. Yeah, the, the, the camera shot here also doesn't do a good job of, of explaining that. Uh, She's like far back in the corner. Kristen's actually behind the nurse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it, it does look like the nurse is like just looking directly at her. But yeah, yeah. She's not. But She's not, yeah. <laughs> then we get however, this next. However, this next bit is uh, slightly less forgivable. Stock sound she, effects. <laughs> stock sound effects of like a like punch. Mm-hmm. And as Kristen knocks out the nurse with a strike to the spine... Yeah, and explain say, how the fuck. And when I say to the spine, I don't mean like she hit her in the neck or something. I mean like she hits her in like the in like the middle of her back and we say with like a Star sound. Trek style like Captain Kirk yeah. double fist. Both. And we say stock sound effects. It sounds like whenever anybody in Simpsons gets hit by like a football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with the exception of Mole Man, because it doesn't go boink. Mole Man Films presents man, man getting hit by football. football. <laughs> Competition's <laughs> over. Give that man the prize. Football, football in the groin. Football in the groin. <laughs> Them fucking barnies. Do boot. not mourn for me. I'm already dead. <laughs> fucking love the Simpsons, man. Simpsons is good. Oh, anyway. fuck me. Anyway. So, Amber tries to be badass. Doesn't work. Uh, as she knocks out uh, Roy. If she didn't say anything, it would have been badass. If she didn't say anything, it would have been badass. However, she then tries to recall a line that Roy said to her Sleep tight, sugar. Yeah, it just doesn't work. (laughs) Sleep tight, sugar. Kristen then grabs Zoe, and we are in for yet another escape attempt. She fucking squeals like an anime girl at this point. She does, yeah. She has that very specific... 
Like, is there running that's back? not fucking. That's old Greg from the Mighty Bush. That's not fucking. <laughs> oh, you know what that is? That's that fucking that one for Little Britain. <laughs> that's what that was. The noise you just fucking made. Sounds like Roger from American Dad. Yeah. Oh yeah, Roger. that's the one. Roger, yeah. <laughs> Behold a grown man weeping. <laughs> fucking American Dad. But no, she runs. She sounds like an anime girl when she's running. Yeah, it's quite uncomfortable. Uh, they try to make it out the ward and to the elevator, and they get to the elevator. They make their way downstairs to try and leave through the front door. However, this order Roy doesn't fuck about, uh, and Roy, he runs Roy. down the stairs at full. I'm con- I'm convinced he done one of those things that we, we used to do in high school and see how many stairs you can jump down. <laughs> I don't think he one did that. I think what he did was he, he grabbed the fucking railing and jumped over the railing. Oh, one of those numbers. Aye. Yeah, he's, a, he's a fucking pro. He's good at his job. <laughs> Hardcore parkour. Yeah. Uh, so they then and go once again up in the elevator and make their way to a records room of some kind. He seems. No, they go downstairs. He seems so, mad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They eventually find themselves trapped in the records room, as I said. Mm hmm. Zoe is the first to escape as she manages to climb into a dumbwaiter which then takes her up. No, they, no, did you not get it? They really needed an excuse for her as to why she's going to get taken first. She actually legitimately just says, I'll, I'll go, go first. first. Yeah, she fully just says, I'll go first. Like, Alright, cool. Kristen then panics as one of the orderlies is closing in mm-hmm. while she frantically presses the button to call the dumbwaiter back down. This is something that in real life annoys the fuck out of me. People just spam and fuck at the elevator button. It doesn't make it go faster. Just push it and step the fuck back. You're annoying yeah. everyone. But we see the little right? uh, Zoe girl in the fucking... Uh... And the escalator going up and we see the, the ghost appear behind her. <laughs> yeah, it literally does just go like... <laughs> Oogly boogly, bitch. Like, it's literally one of those. So Kristen finally manages to escape by getting into the dumbwaiter. Mm-hmm. She then appears round about the same like area as the doctor's office. I think it is the doctor's office. I think it is literally the doctor's <laughs> office. It is yeah. the doctor's office. Sorry, yeah. She finds a trail, but she then finds a trail of blood that leads into the doctor's office. Yeah. So I feel like she's like outside of the office somewhere. Yeah, she's in the reception. Yeah, he's oh, got, cool. He's got a re- memory. He's got. Oh yeah, he's a, got the reception bit. Yeah. yeah. So she finds a trail of blood that leads directly to Alice. She's then chased by Alice for a bit before eventually getting that fucking shit kicked out of her by a ghost. It's fucking hilarious. She tries to hit a ghost with a telephone. Yeah, and the ghost just disappears. To be fair, the ghost can hit her, so I don't... So I yeah, it's, it's by, sound uh, logic. Yeah. And the logic that is then proved wrong later when Kristen kills the ghost by plunging an axe into her chest. I thought, right, after the... Uh, I thought what they were going to do with this was... Is reveal that like, the ghost was Zoe? No, that's I, what I thought was going to happen. Not, even, not just Zoe, like anybody really. Like, yeah, like, yeah. It could have been like the nurse woman or something. Or whatever yeah, 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 yeah. But, someone no, like but that. no, apparently they just kill a ghost with an axe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she then makes her way into the doctor's office where she finds a file on Alice Hudson. Ew. The file reveals that each of the characters on the ward are in fact alters of Alice Hudson who lives with dissociative identity disorder which is its modern name, which is how it's modern in days it's referred to this film gives it its more archaic name of multiple personality disorder mm-hmm. we then see doctor's notes for each alter the notes are actually quite interesting we see Emily being listed as the id which again we see throughout the movie she is very quite impulsive she's quite mm. 
uh, out there, childish at some points, so pretty decent. See, I misread it. I thought it said old. I was like, the old? She's not that old. <laughs> the old? She's about 20. Yeah, come on, <laughs> fuck. If she's old, what am I, prick? <laughs> so, uh, we see Iris listed as the artist. The artist. Yes. Sarah as the seductress. The horny one. Yes. Tammy as the aggressor. Yeah. Zoe as the infant. And then Kristen as the protector, survivor, intelligent. Because the rest of them are all fucking uh, stupid. They kind of are, though. Yeah. It's also, there's a secondary note underneath Kristen that says, highly aggressive construct. Mm. Which I think the film's kind of fucking proved that. <laughs> Considering she broke Roy's nose. And whenever she with has a, a fucking flashlight. <laughs> whenever she's got any downtime, she's just trying to escape constantly, so... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Kristen confronts the doctor, and he spells it out for the audience. Uh, your real name is Alice Lee Hudson. You are left... You were kidnapped when you were a kid, and you are left chained up he, he in an does, abandoned farmhouse for yeah, two says, months. Yeah, and they, they do kind of, like... To give the filmmakers some... Well... Go on. A little bit of credit. Yeah. They do lay seats for this... They do, yes. There are multi, there are little clues throughout the film that make the... Like when he's interviewing Iris, he asks her to describe what happened in her bedroom on, what was it, 3rd Septem- of September? Yeah, the 3rd of September, yeah. We then, it's then later revealed that the date that she was kidnapped was the 3rd of September. Mm-hmm. And so there are a few notes towards it. So, however, personally, I think the film doesn't really go... No, it doesn't. It doesn't far go... Far enough no. with suggesting this. It kind of comes out of left field. The only real like proper clue as to this that's like front and set because the only reason that the September thing is a clue is when it's revealed that that's when she was abducted yeah so that's not even really a clue it's just a date that'll come back later yeah if you decide to fucking rewatch it there's no (laughs) other like clues throughout that this could be what's happening right so it's kind of like it's kind of fucked but also well it it does kind of excuse the one note nature of the other characters because they are constructs. Mm-hmm. They are altars. Uh, the same. However, what's happened is we find out. Uh, sorry, to go back on track, that she was a bit left abandoned in the farmhouse for two whole months, and it is unknown what happened to her while she was there. Only she knows what she, she was went through. On. Hmm? She was farted on. Yes, she was crop dusted aggressively. <laughs> uh, this is the same farmhouse that she burned down at the start of the film. Which I thought was quite a nice, like, thing there. And sorry, I'm getting notifications that are blocking my notes. We then get a fight scene between who we now know to be Alice, but I mean, still in the form right, of Kristen before we get to that, and I, the before, ghost. Before we get to that, I did think, you know, after you figure out, you know, all these constructs and all that. After we're told all this. Uh, and that Alice is the real person there. It, <laughs> I do think it's kind of cool, like, you know... She's killing off all of her different personalities. Yes. I did think that was kind of cool. So like, yeah, yeah, the but idea that, like... The... There is hints at a good movie here. Yeah. <laughs> hints. Similar to Memoirs of the Invisible Man, there are, like, there is a good movie buried somewhere here. Mm-hmm. It's just buried under a sea of mediocrity and poor yeah. decisions. Yeah. However, 
this fight scene occurs, and I have to wonder what the fuck this fight scene looks like I to the doctor. Exactly what it, looked like. it would have looked like that bit in Fight Club where Edward Norton's beating the shit of himself in front, Outside of, his manager, the, in front yeah. of his manager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like putting himself through tables and shit. Pretty much, yeah. And just jumping out of a window. Yeah, she jumps out of a window, uh, which is like, don't worry, it's therapy. Uh, I didn't just fucking fling her out there. It's fine. Yeah, that'll hold up. All on camera. All on camera. Yeah, it's all, it's it's all fair, on camera. Yeah, yeah. It's all on camera. Why the fuck did you hide the camera there, Doc? Uh, king, king. <laughs> I know they are. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, it's revealed that the sad ones that we were introduced to earlier—they're not depression patients—are Alice's parents yeah. that were there, like visiting, watching her in the in the court, which I thought was quite a nice reveal. I like that. Mm. That's cool. We then see Alice flicking through a notebook in a hospital bed, finding drawings of all her different altars. Yeah, she's allowed to go home in two or three days. Yeah, and she's told us oh, she's allowed to go home in two this or three days. This is where we find out Roy's actually a nice guy. This, yeah, is, this, this, is, this was a good reveal. <laughs> like Roy comes in and he's just like, oh, by the way, I, I fixed your, your bracelet for you, it says Alice again. Save also got like all of your stuff. Uh, I hope you're okay. It's yeah, glad whole, to see you again. This whole uh, bit is essentially like when Dorothy wakes up from the Wizard of Oz. It is very Wizard of Oz, yeah. <laughs> you is... were there, and you were there. <laughs> <laughs> Almost exactly yeah. that, yeah. What about me? You weren't there. <laughs> Who the fuck are you? <laughs> like, I'm your brother, you bitch. I'm <laughs> pretty, sure pretty sure there is a family guy bit where it's like, she's going, or it might be Robot Chicken, I can't remember. Yeah, who like, the fuck are you? No, I was leaving that, but it's like, you were there, you were there. And some guy just comes in that's like part of the farm. He's like, was I there? She's like, no. It's like, what, am I not good enough to yeah. be in your dreams? Yeah, I think that was Robot Chicken, yeah. <laughs> what, am I not good enough? <laughs> God damn you, Dorothy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah, so we then in cut to Alice in her room packing up her Can things. Can I just say as well, right? This she's is a pretty decent jump She's told that she's allowed to go home in two or three days and you see her lying in the hostel bed. And, and she's pretty fucked up. Like she's yeah. got like all these bruises and cuts in her face. Broken arm. We then cut to supposedly three days later, her broken arm is healed and she has like one bruise above her eyebrow and that's it. Yeah, she heals fast. <laughs> uh, also another interesting point, uh, the part of Alice is not played by Amber Heard. No, it's, and um, a really interesting way to kind of dif- help us as the audience differentiate between the our main character and the alter that we've come to know is Christine. Christine. Sorry, Kristen even. Fucking I, I, much better yeah, movie. Much alter, better movie. Her, her alter is a car. Yeah, her alter is just the car. The car is lying in bed. The car is at the fucking. <laughs> her alter's a Plymouth Fury. <laughs> that sounds like a an attack helicopter joke. Oh no. <laughs> That's not what I meant, though. I fucking hate those jokes. They're so shit. But anyway, I recognise this actress. Should I know her for anything, by the way? Because I'm sure she's been in some stuff. Like, she looks very familiar. Let me just figure this out. Please look this up for me. Let me just figure this shit. Uh, Mika Boodham. She was in... Jack Frost and Mighty Joe Young. Ali McBeal. Mighty Joe Young, that's what I'm more for. As a child, I suppose. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's where she'll be remembered because I watched I watched that film a lot as a kid. Dawson's Creek. Fair enough. So yeah, what's her name again? The actress. Mika Burum. Mika Burum. Burum plays Alice. I don't actually know if that's how you pronounce it, but you know whatever. Yeah, f- that's how we're doing it. Fuck it. Which Jack Frost was she in? Though? Was she in the horror movie one or the? She was in the good one. Yeah, right? she was in the the actual. Yeah, one. the actual one. Oh, she was in The Patriot. <laughs> fuck that movie. She's Mel uh, Gibson's daughter in The Patriot. Fuck Mel Gibson and fuck that movie. It's an uh, okay movie. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> uh, anyway, so we see her packing up her things in her room. 
she then goes to sort of unpack the the sort of the mirror cabinet above yeah. like our sink, right? Yeah. And I was expecting like at like the ghost to just appear in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Right? And that would be the jump scare and it's fine. We don't get that. Instead she opens up the cupboard and Kristen fucking launches for her out of the cupboard. Yeah, it's like the Candyman. Yeah, it's like the Candyman jump scare and it's fucking great. Like, I, that it was, was a good pretty, ending. It was, it was a really good ending. scare. I like that. But the rest of the movie, unfortunately, is fucking shit and credits roll. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> this movie. <laughs> There's hints of a good movie here. It's, yeah, when I say hints, it's like when you're drinking whiskey with ice, right? You've finished and your mouthful of whiskey, or you've finished your glass of whiskey, right? But there's still and a wee bit left at the bottom of the glass because no, no, the ice has melted. Yeah. You take a tan of that, and it's just a little bit of whiskey. A hint! No, it's not even that. It's just it's just whiskey-flavoured water. Sour water. Yeah. That's... that's this movie is sour water. Yeah. It, is, it is overly diluted whiskey, is what this movie is. Yeah. And, like, you know... If this was... If, I was trying to think how would somebody make this movie better, right? And, I, and I've come up with two conclusions, right? Shutter Island. No, I've come up with. I've, I've come up. I, I like Charlie, but no, I've come up with two conclusions. One, Go on. you make this into a sort of uh, haunting of Hill House esque TV series, but cool, right. like a limited series. Uh-huh. All right. Uh-huh. Or you go a completely different route of your sort of teenage horror movie type thing. You uh-huh. turn this into an A twenty four esque thing. You turn yeah. You either turn this into a. If you're trying to make this good, I've thought of two ways to try and make this and to, to improve this movie. You either make this into a Haunting of Hill House-esque show. Cool. Yeah, so like, so what, just like one season, like a limited yeah. series kind of thing? Yeah. Okay. That could work. You, you flesh, I can see that. Flesh out the characters a bit more, add some more clues to things, you know? Yeah, okay. I can see that out. happening. Or you go down, instead of having this movie being your sort of uh, teenage horror movie fair, right, which yeah. is what it is, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's it's horror a la fucking um, like Scream and fucking I know what you did last it's summer. Just, this is it's that same kind of two thousands era horror, specifically like late two thousands. Yeah, where thirteen was, ghosts, yeah. shit like that. that. Was early two thousands. Um, Aye, but this yeah. similar vibes though. Yeah, I would say this has more in common with like movies like um, Promenade and all that sort of stuff. But anyway, oh yeah, yeah. But anyway, no, um. Yeah. Uh, make if somebody was to do a complete rewrite of this, keep the same concept, same characters. Uh-huh. You could probably make a decent like A twenty four esque horror movie out of this. It's like a kind of psychological fear where you're yeah, kind not of like, sure who to trust. Kind of like a, yeah, it could work. You know, you know, could uh, maybe not be as good as Midsummer or Hereditary or these things. But yeah, it could work. You know, I could see it working. Yeah, yeah. I personally, I went the other way from that. Uh, I feel like this would make a really great like episode or set either episode of like Twilight Zone or Creep Show, mm-hmm. or like a segment in like a Body Bags kind of oh, film. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know what I mean? Like yeah. this would be where rather than like spending more time with each character to really flesh it out, we bring the scale down slightly. Yeah, and kind of make it out that it's like you know that kind of. Of thing where rather than just kind of up the pace a little bit, so rather than having these, because the film feels like it wants to be a lot faster than it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, my reason for know, that is weird. like there's so many scenes where we're about to get like a big reveal, or we're about weird. to learn more about the film. Like what I was talking about earlier, just as the scene's about to get interesting, it cuts to something else. It feels mm. like if you let those scenes play out. This film's runtime shortens I, I dramatically. Think, I think the opposite. I think this movie was 
I have no proof of this whatsoever. Uh huh. Um, I haven't been able to find anything about the making of this movie, and the writers of this movie haven't. Yeah, me neither. As, as far as I can tell, the writers of this movie haven't done anything else, right? So like, yeah. Um, I have a sneaking suspicion that they wrote this as more of a complex type thing, right? Yeah. And somewhere along the line, a lot of shit was cut out. Aye. To make things a bit speedier. But because a lot of shit was cut out either before filming began or whatever the fuck, yeah. it just became a clunky little fucking I can see that. Mess. I can see that, yeah. You know. But again, I feel like it would work so much better as like either as you say, that the idea of this being like a, a limited series, I would love that. Because mm-hmm. you could spend like an epi- you could spend like an episode on each altar. Yeah. So you could do like different characters and throughout it and the whole rather than making the mystery is it real? Is it not? You could turn the mystery into okay, which one of these altars is the prime individual? You know, as yeah, like yeah. the OG kind of thing. Like that, I feel like that would be a bit more interesting. And obviously, with it being the problem there though is you're obviously dealing with a very sensitive subject, i.e., mental health. Mental health and horror, especially, has a shall we say complicated history. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I, I am of the opinion, though, that if you're going to be doing a story of mental health and horror, you might as well set it back in the 60s or something, because they weren't... Yeah, like, yeah, because you can cover... That way you can... Yeah. <laughs> you, you can cover up a lot by just setting it back in a time mm. where we knew less about mental health. Whereas if they tried to do it now, you'd probably go, you know... If you were to, try, if you were to set this in modern day... You'd be up to a, a lot of the, You would be up against... Not, you wouldn't necessarily be up against scrutiny, because it's still up against scrutiny in the way that it deals with. Dissociative identity disorder. This film is still shit in terms of how it de- yeah, portrays it. Yeah, but what I mean is, like, you know, you would if it was to be set in the current day, you would probably need to do a bit more research of what you're doing and like. Uh, I would. I would even, argue, regardless of when uh, you set it, you need to do that research because regardless of whether the mm-hmm. characters need to know about this or not, the audience watching will know. Yeah. And so it shows when you don't do the research into it like prime example of that is Split it is such a a good movie (laughs) oh it's a good it's a good movie it's a fantastic movie and the performance from uh, James McAvoy is unparalleled in Mm. terms of its complexity and how well he deals with that however it is a fucking horrible movie in terms of how it deals with dissociative identity disorder people with DID don't get super strength (laughs) yeah no they they fucking don't no it's such bullshit Mm. and it it set back public perception of DID by so many fucking years when it came out because it was such a big movie that handled that so fucking poorly. Yeah, anyways, The Ward. Shite. That is shite, yeah. It's, there's, there's no two ways about it, man. It's, if Carpenter uh, does another movie, it better be fucking better than The Ward. Yeah, <laughs> it fucking better be, man. Like, honestly, I would be all... To be fair, though, to Carpenter he's, he's getting up there in terms of age I mean let's be honest this cunt looked like a corpse when he was 22 so like this guy... <laughs> um, have you seen pictures of this guy making Halloween he does look like he looks like he looks, he like, looks he's... like his character in body bags he does it's, <laughs> it's like very odd minimal makeup mm-hmm. he's just built like that mm-hmm. it's, it's so weird <laughs> anyway he's kind of like John Waters in that respect he's always just been built like fuck all twice like he's just that way except Oh yeah, he's been here for a while. He looks like he's dying. <laughs> like yeah. I said, he's been here for a while. <laughs> yeah. But uh, John Carpenter, he's, he, he is like John Waters, but without the porno stash. He's yeah, pretty much. Thin porno mustache. He's just. 
Yeah, he just looks like that. He's just a hippie. But no. But yeah, this film is... Uh, it's Gosh. not one I would recommend in any way, shape, or form. Not even as a laugh to watch my I, mates. I like, will admit, though, see if I watched this movie when I was like 13, 14, 15, I probably would have liked this a lot more than, than I do now. You know what? Yeah, see if I'd seen... <laughs> if, so basically what you're saying, if we had been aware of this movie when it came out, mm-hmm. I feel like we would have had a lot more better to say about it. Yeah. However, I feel like even regardless of that, if we were watching it today... I don't think it's a film that would no, have piled up. up. It wouldn't hold up, but you know. But when, when, if you watch it when you're younger, you're like, oh fuck yeah, this is the shit. Oh fuck yeah, this movie's so deep, man. Yeah. And then, it's got a message, man. Yeah. <laughs> don't know why I turned that to Neil from the young ones when just, I said then, that, but there we go. Let's be completely honest; it would be like fucking horny teenage boy hormones going on as well. You know? Yeah, true. <laughs> and I'm haired, just pretty, well, but you know, that's what that would have boiled down to when you're like 15. True. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that is, and so we we come to an end. Yeah. This is the final John Carpenter movie, number twenty. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty anticlimactic, isn't it? <laughs> well, not necessarily because we still have a ranking to go. So if you join, I mean, us, I mean, in movie sense. In movie yeah. sense, yeah. Yeah. He does apparently want to make another movie. He was trying to get a Dead Space movie off the ground, but that's ha- apparently happening. It's happening, but just not with him in the director's chair. Yeah, so who knows what's going to happen. Who knows? Maybe we'll get, I don't know, Escape from fucking somewhere else. Yeah, maybe we'll make So we've had Escape from New York, we've had Escape from LA. The next one is going to be Escape from UK. Maybe they will and- eventually <laughs> do that Escape from Earth movie. Escape from Earth? Yeah, they did think about that, didn't they? With the whole prison planet thing. Maybe they will do that now. Who knows? But I don't know. I don't know about Kurt Russell, the age he is, doing <laughs> doing a hang he's, gliding stunt. I don't know, he's in those Fast and Furious movies. Kurt Russell? Uh-huh. He's in the... When? He's in a few of them. <laughs> I need to watch these movies, I've not seen any of them. No, I tell a lie, I watched the first one and I've seen Tokyo Drift and I loved it. I'm telling you, we need to do a Fast and Furious series at some point, because they are actually pretty fun. Fair enough. they got some good shit going on in them, so... True. So... That's us. So please, thank you very much for joining us on this uh, roller coaster of a journey through John Carpenter's filmography. Uh, next, our next episode is going to be our official rankings of where we thought, what we thought of every single film that we have covered on the show. At least every single John Carpenter film we've covered. We're not going to randomly throw fucking Hellraiser in there uh, oh. <laughs> with this shit. Yeah, Hellraiser's the sixth best John Carpenter movie. <laughs> <laughs> at number 21 Hellraiser it's the worst John Carpenter movie because John Carpenter movie didn't fucking do it (laughs) we need to redo that Hellraiser movie at some point if we do a Hellraiser series I think that'll be quite interesting that would be yeah to take a second look at Uh, it I'd go for that join us next week for our ranking video our ranking I don't know I don't know this might here's the thing depending on the ranking episode it might come out like a couple days after this one join us next time (laughs) for our ranking episode where we might rustle a few jimmies and uh, make some fuck off you fucking Oh. it doesn't mean anything I don't fun. care it just sounds so much like 4chan I fucking hate it, it makes some people upset and uh, some little fanboys might go home with their panties in a twist so who gives a fuck man I know exactly <laughs> who cares you're listening to a couple of Scottish fucking idiots I'm not a pro you know <laughs> who gives a shit about what my opinion is well I suppose they do if they're listening but, you know. ah fuck them <laughs> <laughs> We care, uh, we care about and cherish all of our listeners, but at the same time, fuck yous. I don't. Fuck a lot of them. Uh, you, some of you are right, you know. <laughs> I'll leave you to figure out who. You're such a dick. <laughs> <laughs>
anyway, I'd like to take this moment to apologise for my co-host. He is a fanny. And uh, yeah. that's, well, let's be honest, that's why we love him. Uh, so, thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of Archive Panic. And we hope to see you again next time for our official ranking of the John Carpenter's filmography. Hell yeah.